everyone. This is the Drunkest Kids Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Plavik, and I'm joined by my so we awesome co-host, David Bordeaux. Yeah, yeah. I like Shut it. Up. This you podcast should, should... is made possible by our fans. <laughs> For more info, go to drunkenfizzpodcast.com slash fan. Anyway, David, what's going on? Uh, I don't know, man. I, I think I think you should probably do the intro more often. I I, I like it. it. It feels feel. It just feels right. Thanks, man. You know, I do what I can. Um, really quick. I'm sorry. I know I asked you how you were doing, but I am going to interrupt you really quick. Is this well, a super... I, also, I also didn't answer you, so exactly. <laughs> That's why I'm interrupting. Um, I just got to say that every time I go onto our fan page and our Patreon, it keeps growing. And I really got to take this time to thank a couple of people. Is that okay? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. All right, this one blows my mind because I'm actually a fan of her. But Restita de Jesus, thank you for being a Patreon member. Oh wow! And another awesome one is Christopher McAllister. McAllister. All right. So, not not to downplay uh, Christopher, um, it, it it's really awesome to hear that Restita is a, a supporting fan. Um, for those who do not know who Restita de Jesus is, not only is she an amazing martial artist with multiple um, martial arts styles under her belt, pun intended, um, she is also the host of a really awesome um, weekly podcast that airs air is all over the place um i like to watch it on facebook and it's every sunday right yeah, every sunday at i think it's 6 p.m to 9 p.m pacific time and if you miss it she just will replay it <laughs> or you could just catch the next one but uh yeah i mean it's yeah, it's yeah. a really awesome um really awesome podcast the funny thing is, is that I'm totally blanking on the name and I feel so bad and I'm so sorry, Ristita, because I've just talked Dojo radio, talk dude. Dojo radio. Yeah. Gosh. All right. Well, there you go. Talk Dojo. Wait, talk Dojo or Dojo. Talk? Yeah. Dojo talk radio. And, and now hold on. Christopher McAllister. I love you. You're a fucking badass. <laughs> Thank you for being a patron. This isn't, we're not, we're not just saying Ristita's awesome. You are awesome too, dude. So thank you again. And we really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I'm sorry if I made anyone feel unwelcomed or, or anything like that. That's my bad. But Ristita, thank you. <laughs> no, it was, just, it was just crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's almost like a martial arts celebrity likes us. So, I mean, like, that's pretty cool. I had to, I had to call that out, but dude, oh Chris, you're um, Oh, well, Hey, if you are, uh, okay. Hold on. How am I doing? I'm doing awesome. I'm a little bit over. I'm a little bit overwhelmed oh, yeah. uh, from school. <laughs> um, mostly just because school. Uh, there's the courses that I'm doing right now are are very packed. So to tie in work life, uh, family life, and school life, it's definitely a challenge. Um, I do want to, since you were busy, you know, giving shout outs to people, um, I would like to shout out um, somebody who left us a review on our iTunes. Um, I, it's not our page, but on iTunes, uh, which in iTunes for the Apple podcast. <laughs> it's so silly. But um, 
I know. I know. You can listen to (laughs) Apple Podcasts on iTunes. But anyway, um, man, thank you, everybody, for who's everybody who's been leaving reviews for the podcast. Um, It's really it's awesome. I do want to give a shout out. This person's um, name on the review is Martial Arts Nut. (laughs) Um, Okay, And the subject or title, I guess, is better than before, which, okay. Um, Their review says, I was a fan of the David Bordeaux show. That makes sense why it was better than before. I was a fan of the David Bordeaux show and was sad to learn that it had ended. Well, I was sad too, but nobody was happy to go on. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, Martial Art Nut continues. I was happy to find out that Drunken Fist is an evolution of the David Bordeaux show. While I missed the interviews from DBS, I love the back and forth style of Justin and David discussing different martial art topics. It's also nice to hear instructors talk in a human sort of way, making mistakes. Yeah, God damn it. Making mistakes <laughs> and joking around. I promise that was not planned. <laughs> I hope they decide to add some interviews like the, like DBS did. Uh, either way, I recommend listening to the podcast if you want to improve your martial arts and love listening to instructors talk like they are your best friends. Well, thank you, Martial Art Nut. I, I can't say your name without laughing. Um, I, I appreciate uh, not only the review, but to hear that you miss my old show. Um, I do also appreciate that you like the new show and that you think that it sounds like we're your best friends. And ideally, we are. <laughs> um, and uh, one of the best ways you can do that is to drink with us. Unless, of course, you're driving. Don't do that. Don't drive. That's just silly. Just <laughs> just listen to the podcast. It's also extremely illegal. <laughs> Yeah, that too. Um, Speaking of drinking, are you drinking anything, Justin? I am drinking. Uh, Let's see. I believe on the last show I went with wine and that was a mistake on all ends. (laughs) But this, I'm drinking a beer called by the Mother Earth Brewing Company. And it is called the Cali Creamin. It is a vanilla cream ale. Ooh, nice. Nice. Tasty notes. If hold on, I'm going to be David Bordeaux. Well, hold for on, a David second. Bordeaux needs to know more things before you can even get into that. Um, when you say Cali, is it spelled like California or like Cali? Uh, C A L I. Oh, so like okay, California. Cool. All right. Because it is a brewing company from California and Napa. Oh, <laughs> so you went from drinking wine to going to a Napa beer. Okay, I guess that works. Hey, I'm all over the place. That's how I roll. Right. But honestly, this one, yeah, the, it even has the notes for you on the can. It's vanilla bean. <laughs> so you're cheating. Cool and crisp. <laughs> no, I'm going to say what I actually uh-huh. taste. But they claim it's vanilla bean, cool and crisp, smooth finish, ale with natural flavor added. That's not a tasting When I note. try it, I, that's kind of what I was thinking. So let me actually give all it a right, try. Go and drink it. Let me know what you think. Um, wow, that's delicious. No, seriously. Um, it's kind of like a cream soda, honestly. I don't know about all the other shit that they were trying to say, but like, it kind of tastes like, um, a beer and cream soda had a baby. Uh, okay. I mean, I guess that could be good. 
It's it's actually not bad. I mean, I like I'm the I'm the kid when I was like ten years old, turkey basting the cream out of Twinkies and just eating the cream. So <laughs> I mean, so <laughs> I can't believe I never got fat. Like I don't understand. <laughs> My eating habits are awful and I'm, I don't know, maybe I got a tapeworm or something. Maybe. I don't know. But anyway, besides the, our heart attack I'll have from high cholesterol and blood pressure. <laughs> no, this Cali Creamin, good job. I've never heard of the Mother Earth Brewing Company. But then again, I don't make a whole, I don't make a whole lot of trips over to California. So even though I'm right next to it now. I assume that you got that there in Arizona. Yeah, I got this in Arizona. Okay. So I, it came in like one of those, it was actually a mystery box. It was 20 bucks for 24 beers and they were all different varieties. It was pretty cool. Is it a variety box or a mystery box? Like where you didn't... Mystery box. So you don't know what you're Whoa. getting. You can get all Miller Lite. Ew. Oh, no, that's not a mystery. That's a fucking nightmare. What the hell? No shit. I bet last episode, I don't know when it was, like a long time ago Ugh. when I had a Miller Lite. I will never, I don't care if it's free. Like I just, I just won't drink it. <laughs> It's just not for me. I don't mean to sound posh or anything, but like, I just, I like my beer, like motor oil. In your car? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'll drink motor oil. I don't care. No, no. I mean, you like your alcohol in your car? Like motor oil? <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah. Bad, bad joke. It was, but I, I went with it. It's I appreciate right. that. Anyway. All right. Uh, David, what's our topic today? The topic is me drinking some beer right now. <laughs> wow, that was horrible timing. Well, I mean, I was in the middle of drinking and you asked me that. So our topic, um, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is a topic on video, using video in martial arts, either watching it so you learn things or using it in other ways. Um, this this uh, kind of is like a, an episode born, born from, uh, I think it was our, I don't know, it's born from two different episodes. We had an episode a while ago that Justin, where you said that you appreciate, um, Oh, I think it was like our path to black belt one where we talked about different tips and tricks and that and hints on how to, um, on your path to achieving black belt. You mentioned that you, Oh, that's right. And I said, I like YouTube videos. Right. right. And then there was another episode just a couple of back where I think it was the music one we were talking about, um, talking about different things that you can do or something like that. And we, we talked about training at home and then even video or something. So this episode is going to be centered on video. But before we talk about that, I shall talk about this delicious beer that I am drinking. Wait, didn't Sherry do that? <laughs> Did I? What beer am I drinking right now? I don't remember. I don't listen to you. I know because you're the only one talking, which is a change. <laughs> <laughs> it's a change. All right, what are um, you drinking, David? I'm g- drinking Oberon from Bell's. Now, Ooh, I feel, yeah, I, I feel, I feel a little like I'm cheating. Now, a couple episodes ago, I was drinking um, what was it, uh, the New Belgium, uh, the passion fruit beer, and right. that is obviously not brewed in Ohio. So, for listeners, you know that I have been working on gaining my taste and knowledge of Ohio brewed beers and 
back in the day when I lived um, in Toledo, Toledo, Ohio, that's like right by Michigan. I became very familiar with Michigan breweries and there are a lot that I love. And it, it may have something to do with me living near Toledo, which is right on the border of Michigan. Um, but I, I've had a few Ohio beers, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, I've been really doing my best to sample all kinds of Ohio brewed beers. So I do feel like kind of like I'm cheating right now by going back to Bell's because Bell's, um, they're from Comstock, Michigan. And if you've ever been to a um, like their, their restaurant, uh, if you don't know where Comstock is in Michigan, it's kind of like in the middle of nowhere. And their restaurant is also in the middle of nowhere. But I'll tell you, if you ever have the chance to go there, it is a great place to go. Awesome food, great people. And of course, the beers are really good. Um, but this happens to be Oberon. It's an American wheat ale. So it's light. It's refreshing. I do have to say, though, that I'm not as much of a fan of it in um, bottles as I am draft. There is definitely a big difference in the flavor, not necessarily a freshness. I mean, sure. I, I assume freshness as well, but the flavor is different. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's what I'm drinking right now. Um, anything important to say about this? I'm looking at the bottle right now. No, it's definitely a, a great summer beer. And with the hot, disgusting summer uh days that we've been having last few days in columbus uh this is this would actually be a really good beer to to drink outside but i'm drinking in here with you guys so talking about video um justin i highly recommend trying a bell's oberon if you've never tried oh, yeah. uh, I, I recommend trying any kind of bell's um beer in general but oberon seems to be like their most widely known and widely loved uh beer so i also feel kind of like a sellout there too but whatever it's delicious but justin um let's pull this back to the actual topic which is videos yeah so for the listeners who didn't hear the episode where you're talking about um youtube um in what way did has youtube affected you or influenced you or had some sort of effect on your martial arts if at all yeah for me personally i really enjoyed youtube for uh, a frame by frame of something so now we have youtube where pretty much everyone is putting out a video on a similar or honestly the same topic so it's a great outlet for like say you forget a small mechanic or you want to know the the Japanese terminology or the Chinese terminology or the Korean terminology, depending on whatever art you're doing. And YouTube is there for you to basically aid you in training as long as you're seeing the value in it. Like I'm sure there is some videos out there that probably, you know, aren't that great or not for you. But there's always a video that you can go to. Um, when I was, this was when our, what I wish I would have had during my black belt episode, I believe and I said YouTube because the only outlet I really had was, you know, your instructional instructor manual or, you know, a random book that you had to really do your research on for what you're looking mm -hmm. for because every martial art is different. Right. So YouTube really literally gives you millions of videos on the same martial art. And then if you go, if you're looking for another martial art, there's another million videos. It's, 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 it's incredible. Um, 
So that's where this, I think this topic stemmed from. Well, it definitely stemmed from there. Um, and, and that's, and that's kind of like what I want to look at. Now you mentioned that there are hundreds, if not thousands of videos on a particular either technique or even a style of martial art. What do you say about the videos mm. that are just absolute garbage or even the videos that someone who doesn't know better might not know that they're garbage? Like what, what are your thoughts or opinions on that? See, that's the trick. I mean, you, you just have to use your best judgment. I mean, there are so many videos out there that are considered literally a joke and put in, um, compilations for, you know, funniest, ridiculous martial artists or funniest, <laughs> ridiculous martial arts moves. So it's, it's one of those things where if you come across that certain video, it's not going to help you. You're, well, how, you're going to you, train it incorrectly. How do you know if you are not to a level to be able to discern if something is good, bad, or just garbage? The easiest way is to try it on your buddy that doesn't do martial arts. <laughs> because you know what? Somebody not trained in martial arts at all. And I, I mean, that's the idea behind a lot of martial arts. Like the idea is you have an advantage over someone who doesn't do martial arts or doesn't train in martial arts. Right. And that, and that's a broad term. So that's boxing, MMA, whatever. So if you go to your average Joe friend who maybe you're, closest friend or you know just kind of like eh, okay i kind of want to try this out and beat him up <laughs> try it a few times if it seems like a joke and your buddy's like this is ridiculous i don't know what you're doing that is a great way to know hey this youtube channel i'm deleting right on so okay, <laughs> okay let, let's... i mean it Sometimes, I mean, you're right, though. I mean, it's difficult sometimes to be able to see, like, what is the bullshit, so I mean, to speak, when, and what is... If you don't have much experience, if you... And then there's some people who desperately would want to learn either martial arts, self-defense, whatever you want to call it. They don't have, like, a legitimate uh, area or opportunity to go to train with... a you know, an instructor or even a more knowledgeable friend, sometimes YouTube or similar are like the only avenues that they have. And if they don't have enough experience or knowledge in, in the thing, it's like it, it, it can be hard to discern what is garbage and what is not. I mean, now that there's just some that even my, um, my kids can like, well, of course my kids have grown up with me. So, but I mean, all right. Yeah. Some are never mind. Clear comments, um, but yeah, I mean, there, there are some where, where you could just look at without any martial art knowledge and go, Oh my God, what is that? Um, but then there's some where, it looks like it could work. Um, and I've, I've even experienced um, some techniques that I've, and not that I've learned this from a video. I've actually seen, and this is kind of like, a, you know, this has happened in real life where I met this instructor and this instructor, his particular style of martial art. Um, and apparently his experience is very insular. Um, and, the technique itself looked pretty cool. 
And I was like, wow, if that, if that actually works, you know, and trying it out, the, you know, the person I was working with actually felt the technique work. And, you know, it was like, yeah, yeah. But the trick comes in though, is that it was not an overly complex technique, but it was a technique that if applied correctly, yes, it works. However, even a little bit of resistance or actually like a moderate amount of resistance, the technique fails. If, if the opponent starts to do some, something else before the technique can succeed, the person applying the technique is done. And it's challenging because there are these techniques that with no resistance and as long as the other person doesn't do anything, they work if you want to call it work, but I mean, you succeed in whatever it is that you're uh, working to achieve, but if they resist to a certain amount or if, you know, including with resistance, but if they, if they, if your opponent does something to you, the technique is absolutely worthless. So it's challenging to know, are those, you know, what, which techniques are those without experience and knowledge? So So those are what I call, dojo techniques there every school has them every school has what we like i like to quote unquote a dojo technique Mm -hmm. where it is a part of the training and later on in life there will be further steps towards that or it'll become a what not to do and some people take those techniques to heart and they're like yes this is an actual move and honestly any martial art technique in the world works if the person isn't resisting and just standing there. Absolutely. And to me, it's like if they're not resisting or doing something to you, then are you to actually do that technique? Because it's right. And, that, and that's a part of the training. You want to start out slow. You don't want to just start out fighting the person. You want to build to that aggression, that level. Right. But with these dojo techniques that you see, like I see all the time, it kills me. Um, I'm very heavy into knife combat and I always see that big, long, what I like to call dojo technique where they do that big, long karate punch slash stab you <laughs> with a knife. Right, right. And then you do like 20 moves to get them to the ground kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. It's, it looks cool. And of course it's going to work. They're traveling 0.001 mile per hour and going in right. a straight line. You know, a toddler could probably block that. So, I mean, that's where the problem comes with some of these videos that I see. A lot of these videos are these dojo techniques. They look cool. They do work. But honestly, like almost every martial arts technique works if you're static right. as long as you're not moving. So, and that's where I came with the, the suggestion earlier. Like try it out on somebody. <laughs> first, first learn the move, do it static and so that you can get your confidence up and be like, yay, it works. And then have the person be like, okay, now it's time to fight it. And then if they can fight it and you're struggling, one of two things is happening. And here's the sucky part because it's hard to tell. One, you're doing the technique still incorrectly, which many might argue, or it just doesn't work. Right. So, And that's where the trick comes with the videos. Well, here, here's my, I, I guess this is like the next evolution of that is sure. if you're learning things from videos, can you learn martial arts in general from watching videos? I mean, what, what is your opinion on that? See, that's where I struggle with that one because that one is definitely a double-edged sword for me because I have seen, 
Um, all right. I'm going to call out somebody that I know. I won't say a friend. I won't say their name. I won't even say what style they do because I don't want to sound like a jerk or I'm not trying to embarrass the person. So, but here's what I'm talking about. Um, I once had a friend slash student and they had very little dojo time. They learned everything from videos. Uh, not even just YouTube videos, like actual, like, you know, the DVDs you would buy somewhere off the internet or at the, or, you know, the thrift store that you find. And their particular style they did really, when it comes down to is like, you learn a lot more from the sparring, Mm -hmm. but here's the thing. And I will be the first to admit the techniques he was doing were they look sound, they look valid. They looked legit. It looked like he spent a lot of time and detail looking at whatever was happening on the screen, he would emulate with his body. So you have that, but you don't have that real world aspect of an instructor, you know, kind of looking over you saying like, well, that little tiny thing right there could be fixed or that could be fixed, or you did really good right there. You don't have that feedback in learning, especially in education. Feedback is the most important thing. When you give someone test in education, the test isn't meant to embarrass you. It's meant to see where you're at. And if you failed the test, we have to go back and relearn mm-hmm. it. Or learn it a different, I mean, I, take a different route to, to learn different, it. Different yeah. way, yeah. I, I definitely, with my, my kindergarten through eighth grade students, um, that's something that I've worked to help them to understand both in their martial arts training and in their academic um, setting when, you know, when they leave my class and they go say to math class or science or um, ELA or whatever is that testing in either form, be it an exam, a quiz, whatever is not there to, to be negative. It's there to provide feedback both for the student and for the teacher. It allows the teacher to know where the student is missing some things and you know okay so we need to address that area and it also allows the student to know where they're strong and what their weaknesses are wherever they're strong they can either move on with other things or continue to strengthen that but especially with their weaknesses they can you know gives them an idea as to where they're weak and hey maybe we need to study a bit more here or maybe we need to do something else it's it's all about you know feedback Right. I think you can get a lot out of videos. You can, you can learn, but you are missing that feedback version. So if you spent your entire martial arts career learning from the internet, watching YouTube or, you know, watching that DVD, you're, you might be doing it correctly, but you could be doing it better because you're basically in an environment where you're not taking any tests. You don't know your feedback. And it's almost like in school, if you're in math class, and you got every answer incorrect, or you just got some correct, or you got some wrong. It's not knowing what your grade is. Your teacher just hands you back the paper without a grade and not telling you how you did. You're not okay. learning because you don't have that feedback. And gotcha. that's just how I see some videos. Don't get me wrong. That that friend of mine, or even at this point, I'm, I'm not even sure, acquaintance, I haven't talked to him in a while. Um, I, I saw the technique in him. I, I looked really good. But I don't do that art, so I can't say like, you know, yeah, that's amazing that you learned all that from videos. Right. So it, it, it essentially seems 
or sounds like that you do support the potential of learning something from video. The downside is that without feedback, you don't know if you either you learned it correctly or at all. And so we're kind of missing that feedback loop. Is that, am I understanding you correctly? Right. And there is some, at least I think, I hope there is. I'm actually just kind of guessing here. There's got to be some instructors out there that do their stuff online and that you oh, can yeah. submit a video and they'll critique it and tell you what you're doing. Yeah. That's how it should be done. That it shouldn't just be, if you're going to do a, a video class, don't just put the videos out there hoping to get rich. You need to be able to send feedback back. That That's my huge thing that I just, I can't get out of my head right now. Like you have yeah. to tell the person how they're doing. There, there are some people who look at online learning or video learning as absolute bullshit. And some of the, some of the reason happens to be pretty much like what you just said, which is in your, in what I said was your terms, which is the feedback loop. Um, you, without feedback, you don't have that ability to learn. Now, others, some of the people that are talking about um, learning stuff from videos of bullshit um, is saying that while sure you can record yourself doing something, somebody can look at it, but if they're not there in person to maybe physically reposition you or whatever, then you fail in that area. Um, right. What, what are your thoughts on either the visual feedback versus physical feedback or the combination of that? Well, let's think back on, and I think you can even answer this. Oh, yeah, if I, I can like, answer all of this. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Just being a shit. I mean, that's the point of this. We both, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it. But here's the thing. When I look back at my training, if I would... If I just did visual alone, and I'm a great visual learner, I can, for the most part, copycat anybody. Um, I mean, for example, when I did your Tai Chi class, I've never done Tai Chi in my life. And even you said, like, I was doing pretty decent, unless you were blowing smoke up my ass. I don't know. Nope. I, I, I refuse to do that, especially, I mean, n not any more so than anybody, but I, I refuse to do that um, with students or with friends because that doesn't serve either of us so, no right so i mean that's kind of an homage to my great visual learning but here's the thing if i wasn't able to ask you those questions that i asked you or if you weren't able to physically put my body in where it needs to be i would have never gotten that so my tai chi would not have will never be as strong as whoever's instructing me and i think you know what? Wow. I think I found another topic for later down the road, but I think a lot of martial artists, especially instructors, either subconsciously or consciously want to keep their students a little bit below them. Nobody wants to be surpassed. It's an ego thing. Yeah. I've, I've met, so, I've met and I apologize for interrupting. I've met enough, no, no, yeah, please enough do. instructors who keep who seemingly keep their students at a certain level just so that they cannot be surpassed. And I, that, that's a, that's a topic that just really pisses me off because as an academic teacher, I mean, sure it's physical education, but it's still in an area that, um, 
that's taught in academic schools. But the thing is, is uh, being a teacher outside of martial arts and being a martial arts instructor and being a fitness instructor and being a, a performance coach, my whole understanding is to help the individual supersede anything that I've been able to ever do. And I, there are a few people that I've trained that have skills far beyond even what I've ever had. And I'm still able to coach them because I'm able to give them the feedback while I can't physically do what they can. I know ways to help them improve where they're at. And it's, it's anyway, getting back to where, where it pisses me off is the, the whole yeah let's 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 oh, save that one oh though, my gosh that could be a whole oh my gosh right there because i have so much to comment as well let let's let's save that one we'll table that one i wrote it down so i don't forget <laughs> it that'll be it good that'll be like a three hour oh, long episode maybe have to do multiple there's parts so much then. to do on that one but anyway yeah i mean that one i can touch that one for a while so let's let's go back to our our original thought so so yeah, videos so- so yes, we have. Uh, so oh, essentially, it's like there. What what seems to be the idea is that um, where some people even have discrepancies with learning things from videos is the the feedback loop. Some just absolutely one hundred percent. It doesn't matter if there's a feedback loop or not of some sort. It's like absolutely, it's just horrible. It's just not the way it's done. Blah 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 blah. Um, the now as you could probably tell with the blah 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 part is I don't. I don't share their views with regards to you can't learn something. Um, and I do think up to a point, you can learn things from watching videos, watching somebody else, whatever. I mean, if there's any any sort of shred of truth to any of those stories about how some martial arts have kind of come to come come into being like for example for example okay let me start over for example taiji wing chun etc the concept is that the creators of those styles or whatever were watching something animals fight whatever and then they took that and took those concepts and made it blah 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 now some will argue those are myths or those are specifically with the uh, Taiji and the Wing Chun. Those are Chinese cultural. Um, I can't think of the word, but anyway, it's like that's as part of the culture. We know that that's not true. However, we accept it to be blah, blah, blah. Now, the thing is, is that uh, let's, let's look at karate mostly because that's what I do. Motobu um, uh, Choki, which was part of a very noble lineage um, in Okinawa or the Ruku uh, kingdom before it got assimilated by um, Japan. Choki Motobu or Motobu Choki, my bad, um, was the third son uh, within the within the line. Which generally, if you're not the first son, then everybody else is kind of a little bit further down. Motobu Choki Motobu um, wanted to learn martial arts. And in the beginning, a lot of his martial art actual learning came from watching other people. He was not given actual instruction on how to do stuff. He just watched others. Now, he took that, which would be kind of like watching a video. He took that and 
more or less implemented kind of like what your original suggestion was, was, quote, try it out on your friend. While Motobu didn't try it out on his friends, he went to the red light district. Um, and I don't know at what age he started to do this, but he he went to areas that and and some will argue that, oh, he did start these. He didn't start them. What happened, though, is he would get into fights either due to his own cause or otherwise. And that gave him the opportunity to practice what he watched. It gave him the opportunity to put into what he thought he understood as actual practice. And that gave him that feedback loop. There are plenty of examples of times where he lost and he went back and he would ruminate on it. He would think about it. He would strategize and try to understand why he lost. And then next thing you know, he's, he's back in fights again. Now, later in his life, he actually received not too much later in life, but later he did actually receive literal or true instruction in martial arts, specifically karate. Um, but the, the point being is that he started to learn martial arts through watching others. His feedback loop happened to be getting into fights, whether he caused them or not. Now, I think having a buddy probably is a little bit safer than getting into fights. I, I don't know. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, for me, I mean, that actually goes with what I think about videos in general. I think people learn a great deal from watching. Even if you're not a visual learner, you still are watching what is happening. For me, it kind of falls under the same thing as my thing is with videos. I don't think you can learn a full martial art from a, from videos. I Mm -hmm. Don't think that one bit, but can you, if the argument was, can you learn something from videos? Absolutely. I saw my friend learn it. Mm -hmm. And also if you relate videos to real life, like you were doing, think of Wing Chun seminars. I've been to a lot of Wing Chun seminars where it's like, it's like a hundred people there. There's one instructor talking with maybe some helpers. Mm -hmm. You're still learning on your own technically because they're not around to really come and focus on you. They're just yeah, you're essentially, yeah, you're, you're watching, you're listening, hopefully doing. Now, the question is, what form of feedback is that, you know, do you get there? Now, is it from your partner or is it a solo routine? How, how do you receive that feedback, even in like in seminar, in that seminar example you gave? That's what you have to rely on. You always have to rely on uh, going Japanese route, your uke, your partner, the person attacking you or the person you're doing the technique on. If they don't, what, what you, if you're doing a solo form? If you're doing a solo form, you have to try your very best to emulate it, but there's always going to be mistakes. And that's where that feedback comes in. If you are by yourself with a form, forms are usually naturally taught, not just by oral, but by literally showing and physically putting the person in place. I've seen a lot of instructors. The biggest part, especially at Wing Chung forms, if your elbow is off a little bit, I remember friends or people who are higher level than me coming by, you know, pushing my elbow and where it needs to be or pulling my arm where it needs to be. And they have that skill. They're able to see it. When I teach my right. kids Wing Chun, if they do a Bong Sao or a, uh, a wing block, I can see just by their structure of their body, how far out their wrist needs to be from their body. Mm-hmm. And I, a lot of times they can emulate a bong sao, no problem. 
but are they doing it correctly that will work with their body? That is the question. And that's why you need someone literally physically there to test it on or someone there to tell you like, hey, you have the bong sao correct, yes. But if you adjust it like this, you'll notice that it is a lot more structured. So, I mean, that's, that's just where it comes in play because you have that, you need that feedback, but can you learn something from videos was the question. And I totally believe that. Well, I mean, it, cause this, it seems like we are identifying the idea of watching and or listening, um, then the action of doing and then feedback that seems to be the formula of learning. And I say that, I mean, both of us, you know, we're, we're both teachers and martial arts instructors. So we have um, the two different sides of or two different ways that we were taught to instruct and, and that. But it seems like the the essential formula for learning is watching slash listening or no, screw it. Watching, listening, doing and feedback. And without video or with video, we kind of are missing that feedback. If we have a training partner, as you suggested, that gives us a certain amount of feedback, and that'll probably be a lot better than somebody just watching video. Now, if we have somebody that actually knows it in person that can give us direct verbal feedback, that would probably be, that is, as we understand, well, as, as I understand it and others that I know, the most ideal situation. Do you agree or disagree yeah. with that? No, I 100% agree. That's exactly what I said. What can we do? Can we somehow use video to give us feedback? Yeah. Okay. In what way do you feel that we could get feedback through video? And that's the only reason why I paused because I knew you were going to keep going. Fuck you. Um, The... You're fucking welcome. I don't know. I was letting you talk. Shut up. I'm not. I'm drinking. Well, that's a good point. Uh, Well, think about it like this. So if if we just use the podcast, let's not even say martial arts. If somebody just typed something, you could read into tone any way you want. Okay. Uh, it could be them just talking so much shit. But if I read the tone differently and I'm just skimming through, I'm like, wow, that person really liked me. When in fact, that person was writing me hate mail. (laughs) Video, you're allowed to see the person's tone. You're allowed to see the facial expressions. And by the way, I do have to mention this really quick. Um, For those of us, or for those of our listeners out there that think that we're uh, interrupting each other all the time. That's because we kind of do sometimes. We're not next to each we other. Are. <laughs> He's in Ohio. I'm in Arizona. We don't have, we're not sitting together like most podcasters. We don't have those verbal cues to, you know, be like that finger, like, like, oh, dude, shut up. I'm about to talk, you know, holding up that finger or I'm nodding because, you know, he can't see that. So we have to well, just kind of jump I'm in. I'm holding up a finger, but you, you definitely can't no. see it. <laughs> I'm sure I can guess what finger it is, but I don't know when you're doing well, it. Come on, buddy. You're number one. Oh, yeah, I know. That's what the ratings say, at least. Just kidding. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> the... um. But no, seriously, I mean, video, I think is super great. I mean, it's something I wish I had more growing up. If it's just a learning tool, period, and that's what you're trying to get your black belt off of. No, I think that 
if you're going to do an online course, make sure you're doing an online course where the instructor is able to send you uh, a video chat or something just, just to give you some feedback. And right. even then you're missing that physical contact, but that's still better than just like, Hey, here's the course. Take it. Hey, here's your black belt. Good job. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And there are courses like that. I've seen it. Shh, don't tell people. No, they're not. They do not exist. Do not look for them. <laughs> look, ladies and gentlemen, if you want your black belt, just go buy one. <laughs> yeah. But do you have the dollars. skill? They really are. But do you have the skill behind it? That's what you want. You don't you want a century martial people. arts supply. Get a $5 black belt and boom. God, you the- can. And if you want more expensive ones that look nicer, you can do that too. Uh, and and if you want, you can definitely order them directly from me. I'll even have them embroidered. They do cost a pretty <laughs> penny, though. But uh, so the the thing that if a person doesn't have an instructor, mm. a person doesn't have a buddy to work with, like something that we can do is to actually use video in a way to provide feedback. And what I mean by that is if you watch something, I mean, obviously if you are watching something and it requires a partner and you don't have a partner, you are going to miss out like a lot of it, if not all of it. But like, let's say for example, if you're doing like a solo routine or a drill that you don't need another person, one way you can introduce a feedback loop is to record yourself. I mean, have you done that before, Justin, to record you? I mean, like we, uh, I don't know how many episodes ago we talked about using a mirror, which is kind of like that yeah. video feedback thing. But have you used video specifically to uh, improve your martial arts? I've used video for absolutely nothing. Like I have, <laughs> I, I have a really okay. good friend that's on me. He's really good at technology. He's actually the technology teacher at our um, school. And he's always like, why don't you YouTube your martial arts? Why don't you YouTube your martial arts? And I'm like, no, that's, I'm, I don't, I don't want that positive or negative publicity. That's not why I do martial arts. Right on. So, I mean, and I never even thought of to videotape me if I'm able to work in front of a mirror. Do I think videotaping yourself could be helpful? Uh, If you do do the technique in every angle, so that you can go back and right. look at every little thing your body's doing. If you just do a 2D image of you facing it and, you know, the moves going that way, you're not really going to be able to tell what you're doing incorrectly. Yeah. But that also goes against what we were talking about earlier is you need to have that ability to see that you're yeah. doing it incorrectly. I, and that I do difficult. recommend to my students, if they have the opportunity to record themselves, to record it and for them to look at what they're doing, um, uh, what what episode? It was the um, I don't know. It was uh, I think it was actually like just like the last episode, the martial arts training at home, talking about the um about the mirrors. Yeah, that's that one. The the idea, like I've had students where they feel pretty comfortable and confident in their positioning of their body, but I have them look at the mirror and they they can immediately some <laughs> some can immediately see oh. I'm not where I need to be. And I've, you know, I've suggested to the students who have the availability to, to record themselves and to watch it because kind of like what it sounded like you're hitting at, you didn't want the positive or negative publicity to be out there. It, the video reveals the areas that 
you are either strong in, indifferent, I mean, like, kind of like just mediocre or um, weak in, strong, yeah, whatever. And, you know, obviously the areas that you're strong in keep doing that, but the areas that you're so-so in, what can you solve or fix or do? But the areas that you're weak in, weak in, it definitely shows. And that gives you a feedback loop that maybe you don't necessarily, wouldn't necessarily have, you know, like if you had a training partner, you would have that feedback or an instructor. The challenge comes in is the recognition of watching it and, and seeing where the areas are weak. But I mean, some things are just blatantly obvious. So those are easy to change, but, uh, or to, to, act upon with that kind of feedback but i i i record myself um, i record myself doing the things that i've done for over 20 years and i i cringe when i see certain things kind of creeping in or or to take ownership when i do certain things and i'm like why why am i doing that that oh dude no okay see i've never videotaped myself but I just realized, yeah, I am on YouTube with a couple things. <laughs> there's, there's one where my friend at the time during, this was all during Bowling Green too. This is the funny part. And you can see why I don't do video anymore of myself. <laughs> there was one I allowed myself to be okay for a buddy at the time. And he was doing some weird kicky Taekwondo stuff. <laughs> and it was he grabs my hand and like, you know, does a high kick over and then a low kick. And then that third high kick coming around, he definitely did not aim correctly. And I got knocked <laughs> to the ground connected with my jaw. And it's like, dude, I'm not even moving. And that's on video, by the way, I'm not going to tell you where to find that. That's actually a very hard YouTube video to find. Um, another one was Ohanami, which is the Cherry Blossom Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, Bowling Green has one every year. Yes, they we do. We did a martial arts demonstration there. That's on video. Don't watch that. <laughs> we didn't. We barely rehearsed it. Like, oh, you know, wow. when you do a demonstration, you want to do a big kind of like play and script it right. and set everything up nice and perfectly. We improv it, but for improv we did really well. But if you look at it as we practice it for months on end, that's not what it is. <laughs> right. But as for improv like meeting a couple nights before and being like, well, let's do this technique, this technique. Okay, cool. One, two, three team. It actually wasn't too bad. Yeah. And then there's one that I actually want to find. So I gave two negatives. Here's my positive in life (laughs) during the, during the club, I uh, was on camera and they put it on a slow speed and it was 22 punches in two seconds. I believe what? Wow. Yeah. To someone's to my buddy, Adam Cauldron, also, a, I, I don't know if he's on, if he's a Patreon supporter yet or not, but he should be, but he's also a fan of the <laughs> well, show. There you go. Um, he, uh, he was the one who let me punch him in the face while using foam headgear. Oh, right and, you know, he, he takes it like a champ. He, I think at the end of the video is like, yeah, I'd even feel anything. <laughs> and I'm like, you probably did it because you're a fucking brick wall. But, um, you know, that, that was cool. Fair enough. 
But other than that, yeah, that just gave me a horror flashback is all. And I thought I'd share it with everybody. <laughs> Sorry, man. I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to give any PTSD thing yeah, going on You know, on if here. people are really lucky and comment and tell me how awesome I am, if you really want to find those horrible videos of me when I'm a lot younger than now, like eight years ago, I'll put them on Facebook. <laughs> I don't think I can find the actually good one of me punching someone in the face. Um, I think that died. It was only who wants to, our... to see the good ones. We only want to see know, where we fail. Come on. So you know what? Tell you what, fans. If you want to see that, I'll put it on the Facebook. If there's uh, an audience for it, but as of right yeah. now, I'm not. I'm not even going to bother trying to look for them. All right. So everybody who's listening to this, definitely go onto our Facebook page and comment, comment, comment. Let's all get yeah. Justin in there to, to pull it out of the archives and show it for all its glory. As a note, as either pro or con to learning things online or not online, but through video. Yeah. Those were definitely not learning experiences. Those were more demonstration and don't do what I did kind of thing. Ah, but see, that's a learning experience. So there yeah, you oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So, I mean, I, to, to essentially recap, I think um, you've identified the ability to watch something and do something and need for feedback. And I really yeah. agree with that as well. I mean, Somewhere in there, I also said listening, but I mean, listening might be helpful as well, but, um, the put your video on mute, everyone see how you oh do. Oh my gosh. Well, especially like if, if someone's giving instruction, like if you're to don't do this, but if you're to put your podcast on mute right now, how much information are you really going to get? But don't do that because All I'd right. be really sad and I have to drink my beer alone without anybody listening to me talk. Oh, but I mean, uh, that's not true because I'm forced here listening to you talk. I know. So. <laughs> and that's why I like this job. But that um, <laughs> essentially, it, it seems like if we are able to have some sort of feedback loop in with watching videos, then there is definitely something that we can learn, something that we can gain from watching videos. But the, it seems that the, the feedback loop of some sort is the most essential. And like I, I said, one of the easiest ways you can introduce a feedback loop is to record yourself and at least you can give yourself feedback. Then I think like the next step is if you could have a practice partner, much like what you said, Justin, to be able to give you that physical feedback. And then the next step after that would be to have somebody who is not only more experienced than you, but obviously familiar with what you're learning to give you feedback. Um, so I, I guess like that, that would probably be the, a nice stepping stone. It's like, if you have nobody else record yourself, if you do have somebody else practice with them. And if you have the, person available who knows what you're trying to learn and or is just more experienced in martial arts than have them coach you in whatever it is that you're doing. Um, and if you have any questions or concerns or comments or feedback for us, let us know on our podcast. Please. And or if you need some feedback, if you want to record yourselves and get some sort of suggestions, um, especially for performance training, uh, shoot us an email and we'll be happy to, to give you that kind of feedback because I know I personally want to be able to have everybody listening have some sort of feedback above and beyond what they have available. So 
yeah, if you want that, go ahead and shoot us an email. Um, yeah, just fan. send David all the karate stuff because any karate <laughs> stuff I'm going to say is wrong anyway. Even if you're doing no. it good or right, oh, so don't send me any of the karate stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, just send it to fans at drunkenfistpodcast.com, um, or you can shoot us a message on Twitter, Facebook, and or Instagram. And if you do, obviously do Instagram. Just Man, you can put a video up there and tag us and say, hey, will you guys give us a give some feedback and we'll be more than happy to I think that's pretty much yeah. or let us know what YouTube. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think that pretty, I think that we'll pretty much out. wraps up uh, this episode. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. All right. Well, uh, show notes, they're available at drunkenfistpodcast.com. If you've not subscribed, please do. Um, we're available. You can subscribe on, uh, what is it? Spotify. Spotify. Stitcher. Uh, you can Apple listen. Podcast. Apple Podcasts. But you have to use iTunes to listen. You can subscribe there. Right. While you're there, uh, feel free to leave um, some reviews because that's how other people discover this podcast. And um, are we on our heart radio too? Yeah, we're we're actually like on quite a lot of other things. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, like I. You want a little crazy? Uh, <laughs> I didn't. It just it gets picked up. But um. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. The show is made possible by the fans of the show. If you'd like to learn more about that, visit drunkenfistpodcast.com forward slash fans. And in honor of Justin, no POD. And until we hit the mats again, thanks for drinking with us. Juice. Bye. You spell POD, POD. <laughs>